This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. Dot com slash yanks. Today is October 17th, and it's time to talk Yankees baseball once again for a couple more times before we completely flip the page over to 2019. Let's recap the season that was now that we have some distance, some of the hostility, the anger, the passion is worn off. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John. Galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, what's up, everybody? We hope that you are still following along and listening to Talking Yanks. And if you're hearing my voice right now, that means you are. And we thank you. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, down the Jersey Shore. I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Colorado. And this episode is brought to you by very special people. We have one Sam Tasky, thank you for sponsoring this episode. Sam Tasky, maybe it is. I maybe said Tasky. Tasky, Daniel Askin. What's Daniel Askin? There you go. You think he gets that a lot? What you asking? Uh, you tell me. You just went there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peyton Edmondson. Thanks, Peyton. Ocean the car. Ocean's yeah. a cool name. That always reminds me of Rivers Cuomo. Uh, the lead singer from Weezer, and he was named sure. Rivers because he was conceived in a river or by a river. It's like, Ocean, what were your parents doing? Jared G. Moore, thank you for sponsoring the show. Louis Loftus, some alliteration there from Louie, like that. Chris Kasparian, Evan Yanor, Jennifer Reamer, Robert Tice, T-I-C-S-E. I think I'm going to go with Tice. And Taylor James Bizarro. <laughs> that can't be his last. That can't be. Could last. be. Could <laughs> be. Bizarro. It's a bizarre last name. All right. Those are our most recent Patreon sponsors. They they uh, two dollars a month. They get early access, live access, uh, interaction at the end of each show with a little question and answer in the chat. They get uh, their name in a raffle for a jersey from AffordableJerseys.com. And we've had an influx of Patreon supporters because you guys are so nice that we've upped it. To two, no names on the back, majestic, cool-based jerseys are going to be given away every month. Two, one will always be, will always be a random raffle. But I think we wanted to make another one in the contest, right, Jake? Like a a contest of sorts? Yeah. Want to know what I wanted to do? I didn't run this by you. I didn't run this by you beforehand, so this... 
There we go. Could go interesting. I was going to say, well, it's only on um, Patreon, so you'd have to comment on Patreon, not on no five-star review, nothing. You just leave the comment, leave the guess on Patreon. Uh, who can, can, can guess our combined height in inches and weight in pounds? You and me combined. If you- I think we've hinted at the height a decent amount. I mean, you're just you're setting yourself up for a lot of failure, but yeah, if you want to do that. Yeah, our combined. Yeah, and I we our weight's been mentioned too. I I don't know. Yeah, man, it's still hard. It's out. still hard to, with one guest to get it spot on. Yeah. So someone will do it. All right. So there you go. If you're a Patreon member, to go do that. Also, we've been doing a lot of other shows, and we're just giving video access and early access to all those shows as well. But this is Talking Yanks. That's the long-winded intro. But thank you to all the sponsors. Jake, how are you? doing my i'm all right man that was a lot that was a lot a lot of people a lot of names it's been a while uh not not at all for you and me we've been doing a ton of stuff radio show talking nicks is rolling through i'm good man been been busy been watching you drink the venom venom movie looks terrible uh to you People let, people love that stuff that movie one of them (laughs) that movie looks like if they made a halloween sequel to flubber to you, correct. Yeah, to me. I only speak about For a lot me. of other people, it's a very cool comic character played by Tom Hardy, who's actually like one of the most legit actors to ever do one of those kind of movies. So Counterpoint, Tom Hardy, be really said, cool. ca- Tom Hardy said the movie's terrible, and they cut out all the scenes that were good, and he's not happy with it. I mean, that's classic PR, though. <laughs> yeah, go. don't listen to laughs from the past. That shit's terrible. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, there's been a, a lot of people listening last from the past after the season ended, so that was nice. So today, this episode, we're going to do a season wrap-up. We're going to start with the offense, and we're going to see how long that gets us there. And if if it's if we need to do a separate episode for the uh, for the defense and the pitching, or for the pitching, I would guess. Just pitching. Pitching. We're not going to do a member. We just judged everyone on defense alone. That would the, be p- terrible. Pitching, pitching and the field players. Yeah, pitching and the field players. Um all right, so that's what we're doing. We're going to do a grade system. Jake and I were just talking about this beforehand. I don't know how I haven't thought about this. So this I haven't like this is going to be on the spot. I'm looking at the stats. I'm remembering the month by month. I'm thinking about things. I'm going to give a grade. Um, and I'm uh, you haven't it's, either. It's very it's, impromptu. Yeah, and I I think the most important thing to understand is it's it juxtaposed to expectations. Like, for example, if if Didi Gregorius were to be a B plus and if Austin Romine were to be an A minus, it's not like Austin Romine outperformed Didi. It would be that Austin Romine out did very well in his job as a backup catcher and Didi did quality in his, his job as a starting shortstop. And in the world as a whole, Didi would have blown out Austin Romine. Yes. <clears throat> Yes, good note, Jake. That's a very important note. Great a, lot, note. a lot of people be angry if they didn't have that note, for real. Right. Uh, so today is, this is being released on the Thursday the 18th. A week from today, Thursday the 25th, will be a second episode. Um, it'll be maybe the pitching, if we don't get there. I, I don't think we're going to get to the pitching on this episode, but the pitching is shorter, so I also want to do like a best of Talking Yanks type thing. I want to recap the season that was for us because it was fun, and I want to to kind of 
very quickly go over like our favorite awards, who got the most awards, who Jake gave the most awards to, sure. who I, who got the most motherfuckers, all that. So if you have a re- an award from the season that you remember that you that made you laugh or that just like stands out in your brain, tweet it, tweet it at us, text it at us, and I'll go. Or just a, or a moment or a- anything you remember from the year that you really liked. Yes, on Talking Yanks. How about that? Yep. So, all right. Offense. And then. Whoa. Oh, Doodle. Wow. She's like, I have He's no try- memories. Trying trying to tell me what he likes. Um, And then on November 1st starts the off season, which will be two episodes a week. And we're going to bring you quality content. And we're not just going to turn on the mics and talk about whatever's in the news. We are going to do that. We want to do voicemails. We want to do guest interviews. And we want to do kind of recapping uh, or like our own version of a Yankeeography. The one that I I have a couple I'm really going to want to do some research and bring you a story that every Yankee fan knows the surface and the, the headline. But we want to dig into it and find out like everything that was gone, um, and that'll become more clear. But let's do this, Jake. Before we go into player and uh, player evaluations and recaps, how is your brain on the end of the season? Still a little mad over it? Completely ready for 2019? Uh, does watching this playoffs upset you? Just quickly. I mean the the Red Sox are a great team. That the part that chides me. That's a good word. I don't know if I've ever used that in a sentence. Is we had two games at home and we didn't win. I'm I'm going to be saying that for the whole off season because I don't I don't care who you're playing. I don't care regular season record. Like because they did that. I mean you know if you're gonna say the oh we should have tried harder in the regular season to win more games so we had home field. Well, can you really make that argument right now? I, I, I don't know. We, it, was, it was a good year. We, we had some tough injuries. I mean, the DD news after the season, still a little weird. Um, I, I don't know. I, and you, you walked away with what? Of our th- four ALDS games, only one time did a starter go more than three innings, which, hey, I, I know baseball is a little different nowadays, but uh, you need more than that. So I I don't know it it you wish you were still playing but it it is what it is it's not it doesn't feel like we got cheated we got beat yeah cool I'm over it I'm on to 2019 I'm not sad cool. I'm not sad or upset anymore completely over it all right let's do this uh, let I'm gonna start with fewest at bats to most out of people that we're actually gonna care about so number one okay um, Shane Robinson letter no, grade stop <laughs> pass. Um, okay, but on a serious note, do you want to do like McCutcheon? He does he deserve? I think so. All right, he got eighty-seven at bats. I'll remind people of stats as we go. He got. And are we doing? Are we doing regular season and postseason? Because that it shouldn't change too much, but probably affects like half a letter grade. Let's just no? do. Let's just do regular season. Okay. Um, let's just do the regular season. If you want it to affect it, you can. I don't care. Okay. Uh, but mostly regular season. 87 at-bats for Kutch, uh, 253 batting average, but 421 on base percentage, 47, sorry, 471 slugging, 892 OPS. That's pretty good. Five home runs, 10 RBIs, uh, 22 walks. 22 walks and 22 hits. That's interesting. So w- what do you got for Kutch? Yeah, I guess... I guess. <laughs> I was more excited to do it coming in because, I mean, it, he didn't 
do a bad job defensively. He he was basically asked to get on base when he joined the team, and he did a, an elite level. So I don't know. Should I do? I give him an A minus. Like it, it it feels like for a month of baseball and what he was asked to give us, he pretty much did everything we asked, right? Yeah, I think it's got to so, be high. Uh, yeah, I'd go. I'd go A minus as well. The batting average isn't there, but he was a catalyst. And I mean, he's got he's still that op that eight ninety two ops. That's that's point zero zero eight away from nine. Uh, and a four twenty one nine percent. I'd go A minus as well. I mean, and we uh, expectations, I guess, for him would also be tied into value. I mean, what what did we give up to get him? I don't I don't even remember. And I was tracking <laughs> tracking the Yankees as a job throughout the season. Abiatal, so. Avellino, and Juan de Paula. I don't Mr. Avellino, Mr. Bob Avellino. Yeah, I mean, he 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 did a quality job for us. Yep, A minus for both. We agree. I guess so. I I can't think of a single complaint. Like he didn't excel at defense or he didn't excel at actually hitting hitting, but we didn't really ask that. Yeah. He was playing left field for the first time in his career. Yeah. Um and uh the the question that I would usually go to now is do we want him back? But we're going to save all that stuff for November 1st when we completely flip the page to 2019. First episode we're going to do is yeah. like a guideline to the off season. And the acquisition pool. Uh, Torres, we're not doing him. Tyler Austin, we're not doing him. Luke Voigt, 132 at-bats, 333 batting average, 405 OBP, 1.095 OPS, 14 home runs, 33 RBIs, 15 walks, 44 hits, 28 runs, I'm going to go first here, Jake, and this is shocking because before we started this, before we started this episode, I said, I don't think I'm giving out many A's for this season. I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, I'm not giving, I don't think I'm giving out many A's for this season. That's what, that was my worry when Jake and I were talking before the show. And now here we are with a unanimous across the board talking Yanks, A minus for Kutch. And I'll tell you what, let me tell you what, Luke Voigt is like an A plus, an A plus Easily. plus. I d- you a don't plus, need to plus, say plus? He, His numbers are MVP level. <laughs> he was not just hitting home runs. He was having great at-bats versus great pitchers, drawing walks. It's, that's the easiest A-plus I think you could Ener- ever give. Energy, emotion. Um, yeah, dude, he, he hit at an MVP level. And an OPS that starts with one point. I mean, cre- it's it's incredible. And you even said your disclaimer, like, it's expectations. If Romine gets an A-plus and Didi gets a B-minus, that doesn't mean Romine was better than Didi. With Voight, you can throw the expectations out the book. Even if we expected him to do this and he did this, it's still an A-plus. But if the his, expectations if- were so low, we gave the nerds, like, a fuck you award for playing him in the beginning because we're dumb idiots. And then they did this. It's the, it's the easiest A-plus I've ever given out in my life. If we, yeah, man, I'm, if <laughs> I, I don't have too much to add. There's, I'm, I'm going to have to lay cause I want to get one number, but you, I mean, you mentioned the expectation part of it. <laughs> he, if this was Aaron judge and he did what Luke Voigt did over the, his period of time with the Yankees, that would be an a <laughs> like the guy, the guy played absolutely nut job. If Luke Voigt played 162 games with the Yankees last year, 
at the clip he played with the Yankees last year, do you know how many home runs he was on pace for? Well, I'm going to guess he played a third of the season and he hit 15 home runs. 30, 39 games with the Yankees, 14 home runs. So I'm going to guess that's 55 home runs on the season. 78. 78. 78 home run. So Luke Voigt, in his games played with the Yankees, was on pace for a 78 home run season, which is decent. You know what? The stats are almost too good that that makes it feel more fluky. Yeah, now like... We when it was happening, we were saying the Shane Spencer stuff was rude because he actually looked really good. And then you hear something like that, and you're like, okay, that's how you become a folklore. But <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah. All right. Next up is Austin Romine, who played 77 games, 242 at bats. His batting average was 244. His OBP ended at 295. Uh, seven one three OPS. He did hit ten home runs. He was great at the beginning of the year. He he tailed off, and and I think his tailing off didn't get noticed that much because Gary's struggles were way bigger. Um, do you want to go first, or want me to go first? You can go first. I'm giving Austin Romine a B. Plus, um, he did carry us. The expectations were so low. I mean, last year he was the third worst offensive player in baseball. He last year, the 2017, he hit 218 with a 272 on base percentage. The on base percentage is still under 300, which is very bad. He raised his OPS about 150. Uh, he was much better. He didn't hurt us at all. He helped us when he needed to help us. But I'm still not giving him giving him an A because the final numbers aren't A worthy even from him. So I'm going B plus for Austin Romine. What are you going? Yeah, I, Jimmy, I I mentioned A for Romine before the show in in the example and to you, and you're right when you say some of that numbers, like yes, you you're you're right. It it doesn't seem like an A. I'm still giving him an A minus, man, and I'll I'll tell you why. He, tell me why. He came in, he played, he was really solid for us. You're right, 244, 295 doesn't jump off the page. But uh, among among catchers that had 200-plus at-bats, so that's not even half a season, but 200-plus at-bats, he's 17th in batting average. He was... Man, catchers suck, huh? Yeah, man, I think that's that's kind of the thing... <laughs> The thing I'm trying to say, he was 16th in home runs for catchers. <laughs> he he was basically a middle-of-the-pack catcher for p- having played half a season. He, he was 18th in RBIs. And again, a lot of these guys have 460 at-bats when Austin Romine had 242 at-bats. So the the guy had a really solid year. He was stable. The, the thing that I was going to do to knock him down from an A-minus was it was honestly really disappointing to see when teams were starting to run on him because normally you say, okay, our backup catcher is going to be garbage at, th- at garbage at hitting, but at least he can control the running game and throw out runners and be a Molina brother, basically. Um, he, he started to get run on uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty aggressively towards, towards the end of the year when, when people kind of had the book on him. But yeah, at the, end of the, at the end of the year, man, this guy rated out as a – as basically in war, which I know is is a stat that 
holds merit and doesn't hold merit. He was basically, there's no argument that he wasn't a top 20 MLB catcher this year. And now uh, it's our backup catcher. So I, I'm giving him an A-. minus. All right, that's crazy. Next up on the list, Sir Gregory Paul Bird. Jesus. <laughs> Bird had 272 at-bats. He played in 82 games, which is more than I would have guessed. 199 batting average, 286 on base percentage, 627 OPS, 11 home runs, 38 RBIs. Uh, Bird, friend of the program. We like him. Super nice guy. I don't give a fuck about the weird quotes and that. I think they're overblown. But this season, uh, expectations and non-expectations is a, a big F. It's, yeah. I don't think yeah. you can not go F. As easy as you could go void A+. There's, there's no argument to be made, and it sucks. We met the guy. He's a nice dude. He's a cool dude. I Oftentimes, I'll wake up screaming from night terrors of the home run that got robbed in Chicago by the White Sox center fielder angle and wonder if that could have started a hot streak for him. Um, and I, so I just, I just did this with Romine. There, there was 40 first basemen that had, um, was it 200 at bats? Is that what I had? Or 200 plate appearances, excuse me. Um, the only guys below him are Chris Davis, who one of the worst players in baseball, one of the worst contracts in baseball. And then Logan Morrison, who had a garbage year. Um, those are the only two guys below him in OPS. He he batted 199. I mean, ask Greg Bird. I mean, off the record, he's if this was a good year. I mean, it. <laughs> I I think he. If you ask Greg Bird what his goals were heading into the season, and then c- compared him to these numbers, the numbers would show you he had an F season, and it sucks. It really does. Sucks. All right, next up, another fun one. Twenty-five-year-old. Gary Sanchez, 323 at-bats, 186 batting averages, 291 on base percentage, 697 OPS, 18 home runs. Uh, Do you want to go first on this one? So I went first on the last two. Sure. Uh, Man, this is going to be a tough one for both of us to wrap our heads around, huh? Um, A grade to give Gary Sanchez for his season. I have mine. You want me to go since I have it? Yeah, you could go. I'm giving Gary a D. Expectations loom large and stats themselves loom large. His stats are terrible. He didn't do a lot of bad luck at times of the season. He did have a lot of big home runs, uh, 18 home runs, and uh, I think maybe five of them were huge game changers down the line. I mean, you had the Mariners tying in the ninth inning. You had the twins walk off. You had the big one later in the year when he, uh, did that, uh, that, and then we said playoffs can sprinkle a little bit. So I'll sprinkle those two runs a tiny bit. It's still a D, uh, expectations loom large, man. I mean, Gary had a bad year, uh, but not as bad as bird because it's Gary got D D yeah, man. We'd um, never want him to have this year ever again. And know it, man. It sucks because the home runs and RBI still jump off the page for how many at bats he had. But the other stats, man. Th- this is a guy that we. I mean, you could bring up some video clips. People saying Gary Sanchez is the best hitter on the team. Gary's going to hit 300 this year. 
Gary's going to hit more home runs than Judge. Uh, all of the defensive issues, and I, I know those get overblown and uh, kind of misconstrued by the media, but man, this this was a terrible year. I think I think Gary would tell you this was a terrible year. He had a lower, again, this is going back to war, he had a lower war than Romine. And there's, instead of, we came into last year saying we wanted less questions about his defense, now those questions are, are even more because all the lazy comments and that, that play in Tampa and people talking about blocked balls and pass balls still. I'm, I'm going F, man. I'm sorry. This, this guy was supposed to be, and I, I know he has an injury in there, but, I mean, the, be, the best availability, the best ability is availability. Blah. Um, but, dude, he, he batted under 200 in his defense. <laughs> it still gets blown up. I'm I'm sorry. I'll I don't I don't know if it's too sports talky. I'm giving him an F. I'm sorry. You're right. you're supposed to be one of our guys. Yeah, that's fine. Aaron Judge, 413 at bats, uh, 278 batting average, 392 on base percentage, 919 OPS. The injury it wasn't his fault. Got hit in the arm, fluke injury. So that's that makes it really hard. I'm uh, I'm giving. Um, he had 27 home runs. It's it's kind of like an incomplete A because I can you blame him for the injury and not being able to play? It would be hard to punish a guy for an injury of that caliber uh, just getting hit by a pitch. He came back. He looked good when he came back still. Um, I'm giving Judge an A. I, I mean, I don't know how you sprinkle the incomplete in. I feel like it's rude to, to take the time missed against him play-wise when judge was able to play he played well and was the leader and catalyst of the team so i'm going a for judge yeah i i see what you're saying and that's it for me it's tough because (laughs) there's there's when you actually look at it there's few injuries that you're the player and you could say oh that's my bad i shouldn't have done that like they're usually trying to make a play or something. I mean, he's standing in the batter's box. Um, I'm going B+. Plus. I mean, there there are some really good stats. He In outfielders, he finished seventh in war. I, I, I keep referencing war like I live by that stat. Yeah. I don't. I but, don't like war. But I, I think that's impressive just because everyone ahead of him has a lot more at-bats. Um, I... I think it's for me. It's a B plus. I was I was leaning B because he 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 missed a chunk of action that clearly hurt the team. But again, going back to where we were to start this season, we just wanted to see if it was real, <laughs> right? Yeah. We like there there was a chance in the back of our head that Judge could do what Gary did this year, and he he diffused all of that. Now it's literally coming into next year. It's keep the big man happy so he can healthy so he can have a special career so yeah b plus nice okay glaber torres 21 years old rookie season they did hold him back for service time do you remember when people thought they weren't gonna do that like people died on that that the yankees were not gonna hold glaber for service time i'm so glad we were in the right which was just there's no chance we were in the wrong um 431 at bats 271 batting average, 340 on base percentage, 820 OPS. 
24 home runs, 77 RBIs. Glaber's year is weird because he came up and he was a flash out of the pan, of the hot as hell. He was a complete everyday professional player. Hip injury came and he was never returned to that player, but still had he was decent. But second half Glaber wasn't anything special. He wa- second half Glaber was kind of what we thought we were going to have for the whole season because uh, we didn't expect power, but he hit 24 home runs and no one expected that. The defense is the same problems Gary has, where it's just concentration and just kind of like immaturity, it seems, more than physical ability. Right, but his his first year in the league. Yes, but and he's and he's twenty one compared to Gary's third and he's what, twenty four, twenty five, well, something. Well, like obviously, that. but I'm saying not physical yeah. ability, mental. Um I'm going Dude, this is where expectations are weird because he had a really good rookie year. A 271, well, 340. No, no, know why this one is messed up, Jimmy? Because his preseason expectations compared to his midseason expectations are totally different. Yeah, and I think I'm fighting that right now, trying to say for Glaber, fuck, I think I think it was an A. I, I, but but yeah. it didn't feel like that towards the end. It felt more like a B plus. Um I, I'm, I'm, let me, I think my argument will help you because I think I'm going, I'm in my head, I'm saying a minus because on the season as a whole, if you told us that before the year, you, we would have said, wow, Glaber Torres. And we're still saying that a little bit. 24 home runs, 271, 340. But part of the expectations goes back to our favorite A-Rod line is like, keep it boring. And that was part of our expectations. Like, come in, lock down second base defensively. Don't make us worry about that. Put together good at bats. Keep the chain moving. And he kind of lost that towards the end of the year. So, as a whole, it's almost impossible to give this 21-year-old rookie not an A for the season he had. But I'm throwing in the minus because part of the expectation was to be the rookie, to be head down, Keep it moving. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And he kind of lost that towards the end of the year. Yes, I agree. It's weird. It's weird because I want to give him a B plus, but then I'm thinking, no, you're being too harsh. It's a rookie year. Those yeah, are good it's, numbers. It's, it's end a of really good year. season. Um, so I'll, I'll go A minus. Now I think I'm worried that I'm giving everyone too good of scores. The Yankees won 100 games. That's true. <laughs> they were a good team. Next up is Aaron Hicks, Jake's favorite center fielder. 480 at-bats. 27 home runs, tied for third, tied for second on the team. 248 batting average. That's ugly. 366 on, on base percentage. That's nice. Uh, 833 OPS expectations we both thought he was gonna have a bad year we're both kind of hicks doubters and then he had a really good year for hicks um i'm not giving hicks an a i'm giving hicks a b plus because i hate watching him (laughs) and everyone who listens to the show understands and knows not understands maybe but knows that but hicks had a good year I mean, he had a good year Uh, so many people can come at us with the second best al center fielder he he was an important part of the team for chunks of the season, but it, we want to see him be healthy. We want to see him get on base. He did that. I, 
I'm I'm giving him a B, man. He 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 played good defense. He got on base. We asked that. It's it just ask no no why I'm giving him a B. Because you don't like him. Ask a Red Sox fan what they think when Aaron Hicks is at the plate. Yeah, they'll be say uh, don't care. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. That there there's no fear factor for him. I this I realize this feels sports talky, and I he's probably going to put me in a headlock one of these days if we keep doing this stuff. But I it just it it doesn't impress me when I'm looking to be impressed. Doesn't impress me much man i feel like a woman one of my Woo. dad's favorite songs dd so so you went you went i went b you went i went b you went b plus okay good dd gregorius another 28 year old he's one year younger than me exactly same birthday 504 at bats 27 home runs 268 batting average 335 op uh on base percentage 829 ops he had the most incredible April you'll see, besides uh, A-Rod in 2006 or 2007. And then he had the worst May you'll ever see. And then he was pretty good uh, June, July, until he got hurt. Oh, on the end, it's a pretty good year for Didi. I think, I think he continued, like, every year he has improved. Uh, the injuries might have hurt him. But... Last three years, 2016, 20 home runs, 2017, 25 home runs, 2018, 27 home runs. His batting average dropped a little bit this year from last year, but his on-base percentage went up 20 points, and his OPS went up 40 points. So he did improve. So Didi keeps improving slightly every year which is what we said in our PPP on him before the season that we thought he was going to improve slightly. Uh, the streakiness That's what I of, said. The streakiness of it kind of sucks, like one fantastic month and one dead month. You'd rather a guy who's consistent um, throughout, like take that average and do that the whole time or take the good average. Um, um, I'm giving Didi a B-plus as well. B plus. And, and yeah, I mean, just that May really hurts him. The May hurts him and I mean a little bit injury, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I I feel like there's not a wiggle a lot of wiggle room between B plus and not B plus for Didi. Yeah. I mean if if people don't remember the month splits <laughs> in May, in April, <laughs> this is crazy. In 28 games in April, he batted 327 with a 421 OBP and 1.156 OPS. He hit 10 home runs in April. In May, in 22 games in May, he hit 149 with a 184 on base percentage and a 396 OPS. He went from a 1.156 OPS to a 396 OPS. With with one home run and 14 hits the entire month of May. Now, June, 792 OPS. July, 812. August, 919. And September, 940. So the rest of the year, he was fine uh, and good, like pretty good. But that eight, he, 
the if he's if he took that April and May and 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 spread it out, but for a month we didn't have a shortstop. We didn't have like a lefty in our in our offense because that was such a bad month. So I got to drop him. You can't go dead for a month and get an A. Like scary bad. And yeah, I mean just you you said how bad the numbers were. If if Didi threw up a <laughs> like a a 240 batting average month with four home runs, like that I think that pushes him to an A. That's like a 30 homer season. His batting average is probably closer to like <laughs> 260 <laughs> or what was his batting average on the year? His batting average on the year was 268. Yeah, so I mean that pushes him almost closer to like 280. Uh, I mean, it, it really does change the season completely. So uh, tough, tough to picture not giving a DDE B plus, right? I think some people will say he deserves an A for the final numbers because they're still better than last year. And we probably would have given him an A last year. All right. Next up, the third most at-bats on the team is Brett Gardner. Lead off. That's why he gets so many at-bats. Uh, Brett Gardner played 140 games. 236 batting average, 322 OBP, 690 OPS. Lost his spot basically at the end of McCutcheon. Uh, I'll go first here. I love Brett. I've come to love him and his role, the angry pulse. This is his worst season, his worst complete season as a pro, uh, statistically, offensively. Um, I'm giving him a C. Uh, I think he's the only C I'm giving out. Uh, and his contract year with the option, it's hard. He lost his spot at the end, so it can't be anything good. But yeah, man, that's that's a, that's a C. He didn't he didn't kill us in the same way Gary and Bird did. They're not good. Yeah, maybe a Jim. C, maybe a C minus. No, just a C, a C, a C. I'm I'm going D plus. Wow. Um, his his OPS finished at six ninety. Nice. Um, OBP 322. And I mean, we, we paid this guy, it was his last year of his contract, but you know, good outfielder money, 11 and a half mil. Uh, his most valuable asset to us this season was being able to play center field when asked. (laughs) Um, which again, think about Brett Gardner had been the leadoff hitter pulse of the team for the better part of a decade. And then to give us that, I mean, it, it, it hurt this team, especially when we're talking about how bad this team needed lefty bats. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We very much love Brett, but I, that's, that's tough for me. That's, that's a D plus. I'm sorry. Yep. All right. I actually, what? Sorry. You're good. I actually missed a guy earlier because there's only two more guys that got more at bats than Brett Gardner, but I skipped over someone, which uh, was rude of me. Disco Neal. Oh, daddy. Which is such an interesting dude because, all right, Disco Neal had three 447 at-bats. He had a 219 batting average, 309 on base percentage, 664 OPS. Those are all terrible stats. Terrible. Yet, yet, all my memories of Disco Neal are pretty positive. Uh, The moniker Disco Neal is fun. Well, that's more credit to us than him. But this dude played so many defensive positions that he never really played before. He was a Swiss Army man in the infield and right field when we needed him for a couple games. He, he was part of a lot of rallies, a lot of big hits. 
it felt like he was a good at bat. I mean, in the first half of the season, he was a detriment to the team. We didn't like him at all in our midseason reviews. We wanted him gone. And then by the second, we were like somewhat okay with him starting over Andujar. A lot of people weren't, but very odd. I'm giving I'm giving Neil a C plus. And I, okay. I, I don't want to I don't even want to have to justify it. the numbers are terrible. The entire first half is terrible. So it doesn't really sync up to like he has Gardner's numbers with Didi's slump plus two extra months. <laughs> but expectations yeah. loom large. We had no idea what we were expecting. Actually, we were expecting pretty a professional at bat. Uh, but it just felt like he helped the team win games a lot. Yeah, I, let, let's be honest. It's a tale of it's a tale of two halves. He um, in the first half he hit 197 with a 278 OBP, a 563 OPS. In the second half he hit 247 with a 346 OBP and a 788 OPS. So in the first half he really struggled. He couldn't do the bench roll, which was the role he was asked. When he was asked to fill in and play, he did pretty good. Um, I'm I'm going B minus. The guy at the end of the day, the guy was supposed to be a bench player for us, which he wasn't good at. So you give him a bad grade for being a bench player. As a starter, he ended up being a quality baseball player for us. And and like you mentioned, it ended up jumping out more towards the end of the year, which is more important to me. Um, and I, I, I love Disco. B-minus. All right. Only two left. The guy who had the second most at-bats for the New York Yankees in 2018 was Miguel Andujar, 23 years old, rookie season, 47 doubles, 27 home runs, 297 batting average, 328 OPS, 858, 328 on-base on percentage, 855 OPS. You want to go first? What are you giving Miguel Andujar? This one's going to be brutal because whatever side of the fence you land on, you, you're going to end up... You can get hated on either way. This, this is a lose-lose. I'm... Interesting. I don't see it like that. I think there's... I think I would thought it was a consensus, so I'm interested now. Where I've decidedly landed is uh, a minus yes that's what i thought the consensus was okay cool it, it it sucks i i was i was leaning i was leaning b plus but then i got mad at myself i mean just such a special year with the bat i mean blow away expectations you're hearing about dimaggio on every broadcast uh the guy could still win rookie of the year when he was expected he he was expected to not really be a part of this team this year. Um, I think the part that just sucks is, and again, back to war because I got away from it. Uh, his offensive war was a four point six, which you're getting into like a really good territory. Um, his defensive war was negative two point two, and we heard all last year that his defense was supposed to be a struggle. So you and you want him working on this, and if. If Miguel Andujar became a part of the Yankees team this year, we wanted him to do enough offensively and do enough at third base. And he did so much more than enough offensively. But, I mean, 
again, the guy ended up having to sit out the last game of the year because he couldn't feel the, the ground ball. The, the defense wasn't worth it. We ended up like you, you, you had the stat that Michael K ended up saying on his radio show that basically Neil Walker became a a third base caddy for CC because he gives up so much, so many ground balls over there. So, I mean, when you really think about that, it's a whirlwind. But w- when you when you come back to earth. I mean, look at the numbers for a rookie. You, if if the letter doesn't start with A, I mean, you're you're lying to yourself with with what we expected from. Yeah, him. I don't think a lot of people would be that harsh on him. He's definitely an A. The defense is bad, man. Um, I think a lot of people try to act like it's not bad because they think you can't say anything bad about him while still loving him. Love what Andujar did. It was fantastic. Like his hitting. He was the glue. He was the best. He was the offensive MVP for the Yankees all season long. I think he went through a two-week rough stretch at the end of April, maybe. Or and I, I think he had one before the All-Star break, too, that ended up make, making me look pretty foolish. But Yes, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, his bat was amazing. I think his defense is a concern, and I think, I mean, if you don't, you're lying to yourself because the Yankees think it's a concern. And we'll see what happens, and hopefully they can try. Now they can take the whole offseason and try to retool his his throw. They need to re- retool the whole throw, and uh, his reactions are bad. I don't want to keep saying bad things about Andujar because offensively he was absolutely amazing. I think he's gonna win. I don't think he's gonna win Rookie of the Year, but I th- I think they're enamored with Otani. But I think he's unanimous, like top two rookie of the year which is saying something that's a a minus for me as well um yeah and J- jimmy i mean i'm what I'm did i give glaber what did i give glaber a minus so it's a for me from andor andor has to be above glaber in oh, my wow. opinion um he played every yeah, day i mean man look the second half stats <laughs> 319 345 obp 919 ops 15 homers 20 doubles i mean it's it really is nutty. I, it it just sucks. I mean, defense is defense. Like, what if, what if Brandon Drury had won the job and then Andujar somehow did this from DH and Stan was in left field? Like, if I never saw Andujar play defense this year, I'd be I'd be screaming from the rafters a plus. But I did, and um, I don't know, man. I in my heart of hearts. I I feel like he has the third base tools, and then I see someone like Bregman playing third base, and I'm like, God, I love that so much. Um, and like what I've seen from Bregman this postseason, in my head, I don't think Andrew Hart can ever get to. So then I just find myself talking in circles. I uh, I I don't know, man. It it'll be really interesting. Like at, at first, I thought everyone that said move him to first base was an idiot. Like now I'm, it's in my head. I I just don't know. I, the the minus is there for me because I'm because I'm mentally <laughs> mentally shook. All right, all right. Last but not least, the 28 year old, the reigning MVP, the big trade acquisition, Giancarlo Stanton, played in 158 games. That's wild. 38 home runs, which is the second most he's ever had in a season in his career. 100 RBIs, which is the third most RBIs he's ever had in a season in his career. 266 batting average, 343 uh, on base percentage, 509 slugging, 
852 OPS. Uh, on the end of the year, the stats look good. That is not nearly close to the story of his season. I think there's some leeway given for new city, new environment, new pitchers, uh, hostile fans, bad start. I get all that. I think he was awesome, and he overcame all of that. I think he handled New York well. I like him. I want him back. Obviously, I don't think that needs to be something that you need to say, but for some reason it is. But my score for Giancarlo on the year is a B- minus because the inconsistency and the the low lights were I mean he had two weeks at a time where he was like Didi's May and I think he probably had like three of those two week stretches he carried us for a little when judge went down his his numbers with runners in scoring percent scoring percentage and like key moments are really bad and he's expectations man he, we thought he this guy you know, it's just B minus. Like it's just I expected more. The end of the year numbers are probably B plus or even A numbers, but the week to week it was a wild ride. It was it was dead, and then he was the best ever. And I think that's how he plays, but I don't really like that. Yeah, man this this is another one that you can pull yourself in a lot of different directions because he basically led the team in everything except doubles, um, and. So so a couple things. I think you're right. We give, we give a little, there should be a little twinge because it's like first season with the team, first season in the new league. There are adjustments there, like believe that or not. The, the big slumps are a real thing, and those suck. Um, and I, I think that's a part of who he is, which is what it is. I mean, on the contrary to that, he gets, does get super hot. I was leaning B+. Plus. Because of where the numbers were, um, just looking at the numbers as a whole, um, playing a little bit of left field, playing some right field, DHing. There was man, there was that stretch of the season where he carried us for a little bit, and his hamstrings were acting up. That was that was pretty huge, especially where <laughs> the Oakland Athletics landed as a team. Like if the wheels came off for the Yankees team a little bit there and Giancarlo didn't have us on his back you know we could have been playing a road wild card game in Oakland um but what brings me back down from B plus to B um and it sucks that it's right on the line but hey I you know I I had a couple tests where I landed in the 87 range back in my day um man the the postseason sucked (laughs) um and I, I know that shouldn't be a full factor when you say he played 158 games, but this is what the big man wanted to be a part of. Um, so I think all in all, it's a B. that He did good. He played 158 games when health was a factor for him coming into this year. Um, he showed the ability. I think expectations are going to be a lot bigger next year. I think I think a lot of people had those expectations. I think you and me are being stern but fair right now. Like he did a lot of good, but there's definitely some things you can you can put an X mark through. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that about ends this episode. I like I said, next week we're gonna come to you with pitchers, which should be shorter because there's less people, and we'll try to keep it a little tidier and yeah. uh, a little best of the podcast. Because that sounds fun. We did a lot of work. We talked. We You guys listened to a lot of episodes. Um, and I just kind of want to recap. We have Will who does our awards for us. He kept track, so I know 
Who got the most? Who didn't get the most? Who got the most motherfuckers? Who got the most prides? Who did Jake give the most awards to? So if you guys remember an award or a moment or a segment or a bit, and you're like, hey, I like that, I guess. You know what, fuckers? Just compliment us a little bit. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Is that, is that how it sounds? I'm always my biggest like critic in my head. I'm like, how is this sounding to them? Is it sounding like we're just asking them to compliment us? How it sounded to me. Sound, sound like Tyler Wade. Whoa. Tyler Wade would never swear, dude. Yeah, you're right. He listens. To I don't think the pitchers episode is going to be shorter. By the way, <laughs> well, I'm hoping we did like we, we did like 13 hitters. There's about 13 pitchers that need need it. Well, maybe we'll keep it a little tidier. AJ uh, Cole, AJ Cole, spoiler. <laughs> fuck that! I don't want to do Cole. <laughs> we're doing we're not doing Cole. Let's do like the top five in the starting rotation. All right. Um, but I mean, you're. I think right now you're missing like a Lance Lynn. Could des- if McCutcheon deserves a grade, a Lance Lynn probably does. You know, so yeah. Um, but do do. That's the end of this. Thank you very much for listening. We're happy and excited to be back with you guys twice a week. So uh, keep on coming. Tell your friends. Got to get them ready for 2019 soon enough. And we're bigger, stronger, better, faster. Do 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 do. What's that song? Bigger, no, bigger, no. faster, stronger. Yeah. Dad, 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 don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up, man, because I can't wait much longer. I just made such a such a joke that I shouldn't make. I'm go. I'm okay. so happy with myself. Okay. When you know, to the that that don't kill me can only make me stronger. I had a really really good joke, but I can't say it. So. I'm just let everyone know to be happy with me that I reframed from making. You had a good joke you didn't use, and I because it was in bad taste, and I didn't say it. So kudos, to, kudos to me for fighting. A lot of kudos to you, huh? Yeah, it's just just a good kudos to me day. <laughs> good you know, I got you. a new desk. We're talking Yanks again. I like it, although uh, I'm so ready to move on to 2019. But but people do like the grades and the reviews and stuff. We needed. Oh, yeah. I needed to put put some distance on it so that's the end of this episode thank you guys very much for listening if you want to support you can go to patreon jake and i are doing a daily radio show so if you want our thoughts on stuff like machado being a punk bitch uh causing fights and saying dumb things if you want our thoughts on uh, the nba or nick bosa in the college football or just other things that are going on john boy and jake radio we, we're doing test runs all this week next week it'll be live everywhere so if, um but yankees talk will, will remain the main thing and the main thing has to be the main thing jake mark cuban taught me that wow cool any last words let's go yanks tell them grams go yankees This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Yanks.